0: what's up guys welcome back to drunk boys basement where drunk conversations happen
1: wow it's been a little bit of time since we've done our last episode we have one that we haven't released yet that we did probably a week ago i think a week ago um we've been sean's been moving with his family and then we've obviously been transitioning into a new studio uh so we're here now we're not fully set up but we're still about the we're we're about where we were previous uh james (laughs) is also joining us tonight so he's back as well
2: i'm back see i go into hiding while all the physical labor is going going on and (laughs) then i just show up and hey (laughs) nice place (laughs) how'd all this furniture get in here
0: (laughs) comes to see the final the finishing touches (laughs) Uh uh-huh so we've got
1: some uh we do have some bigger things coming for drunk boys uh shortly we're gonna Eventually launch our website here and get some uh, some maybe yeah probably some merch up on there. Figure out what (laughs) we can do on that end. Yeah, we've got some big things coming for us. Um, But let's get into it, Sean. How was your week, let alone the last like month, been for you? (laughs) Because I know it's true. It's been a long.
0: Well, has it been a month since our last actual episode was posted? I'm with sure. with
1: our setup and everything, yeah. With the way we had it before, yeah, it's been probably a month. And then we tried to do like a satellite episode at my place. It didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well. I haven't seen
2: on Apple Podcasts a notification in quite a while for yeah, something posted. I
1: actually, I've had yeah. a few people say that. They're like, dude, yeah. did you guys like quit? And I'm like, we're working on something else. <laughs>
0: Give us a break here. Where we're upgrading. Yeah. Uh, um i mean i will say this uh i am definitely glad to be getting back to this um i i missed
1: the friday night podcast so yeah it kind of developed into a routine that we you know can't get away from at this point it it felt like my friday was just Um, off yeah i agree (laughs) i'm missing something um so you didn't answer my question so i'll go to james how was your week good
2: my week was good a lot of work at work
1: a lot of work at work
2: that's what you do at work yeah month and stuff yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask Sean. Okay, so I know we were talking about like taking more phone calls or like quotas or whatever, like stupid things we have. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever tried to deliberately shorten your phone calls without getting like bad customer service either?
0: Oh yeah, like yeah. Pretty easy to do
2: though. No, uh, yeah, not for me. But see, like I'm kind of the person that is just like, oh man, when the phone rings it's like a good way to make 20 minutes disappear but do you like, not
1: have like like a sheet like a customer sheet that you have to follow or do you just talk no or, you just talk normally to no you? i don't have
2: a script at all because no. they call in and they're like how much do i owe on my premium or can you calculate this or that i'm like, like yeah. no i gotta go no so, i can
1: so i got someone on the other line no i think the, uh, usually i
2: have no one on the other line no. like my calls are spaced out like hours at a time i'm doing like a bunch of other work in between
0: I I still find it funny. Um. So I I had finally another call this last week where it was a three hour call. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I feel those like you have a lot of those. Ouch. I I've only ever had like I want to say three that I can actually name off the top of my head.
2: Well, no. Are we gonna count like the three calls that the same guy gave me? I was gonna, him? I was gonna actually yeah, ask. Yeah, the him, stalker like, that guy dude,
1: like come back. I no. Yeah, it was the same dude. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> So I've already no, told that he, story. Yeah. Yeah, but what a, happened with that? Yeah, but it? what I'm saying is did yeah. he like has he ever come back? No, he
0: thankfully he just it it's just died off. Uh, so okay. I, I'm happy can. for that. Nice. He he didn't pursue whatever um, pursue finding you in real life. Pursue finding me in, in, in real life. life. <laughs> yeah. Or finding other social media <laughs> platforms for me. I, yeah. That was a really weird dude. I'm glad we cut ties with him. Um, <laughs> I missed that guy. <laughs> same all, all the uh all the weird what's the what's the word when people make fun of you i guess it's just make fun of you i don't know anyway besides the point <laughs> not following where you're well going. it's been a long week <laughs> bear with us all right weird so what exclamations happened? i guess i'll say well, okay anyway still not following but pretty much uh, this this last call i had I it was know. three hours know. and i i don't know if it was a fraudster or not a fraudster yeah, if it was somebody calling in wanting fraudster? to commit fraud. Is that a
1: thing? Fraudster? How do you commit? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. banking, is a, a huge thing. A
2: person committing fraud is a, a person fraudster.
1: Fra- I've never heard that. A fraudster? Yeah, what that else are like they? sounds like some made-up bullshit. That's literally what we call
0: them. If a fraudster. If it, like somebody calls in tr- and we there's like red flags, like we can see they're yeah. trying to commit fraud, they're a fraudster. That doesn't sound right. So,
2: did you just hang up on this person? <laughs>
0: no. Like, I, I, like sometimes I don't care. I'll sit there and I'll take it. Whatever.
2: For three hours.
0: I <laughs> asked three hours. I don't have to do anything but listen to somebody. So, I'm like, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> but it was so funny because this, like, this is, like, um, this call, uh, I had one of my supervisors come over and they're like, hey, you've been on this call for so long, we need you to, like, disconnect. And so... Our, our thing is, like, we don't want to disconnect. We want to, like, try to kind of end the call. You're like, okay, my boss said I got to go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you got to
2: pull the whole, oh, I'm going to transfer you to somebody and then just drop the call instead of transferring them. You know the sad thing who is I'm you, pretty sure
0: a lot of people do that. Who?
1: You're like a manager. Who do you transfer someone to? Do you spin around in yeah, your chair? Yeah, that's true. So like, like, do you say, like, I'm going s- to transfer you, and then you spin around in your chair and be like, ah, uh, back. <laughs>
0: Here, here's the nice thing is is
1: I'm at the point where if somebody if somebody gets to me
0: like my level and they want to be transferred to somebody else, I can literally be like, "Sorry, I'm the person that's gonna take care of you if I can't take care of you, there's no one else here that can <laughs> like that's literally what we do nice. that's great
1: um that would piss me off, <laughs> so you had a three
0: hour phone call and then, oh, yeah, we're getting and then my record. my favorite thing actually is is the one thing I've started to implement is. If anyone does not like my answer and they want the situation escalated, be like, "Sorry, you aren't getting above me. Uh, I, I am. If I cannot take care of you, then nobody else here can." That sounds like such a dick if, thing to say. If you, if you do not feel, or if you do not feel this has been resolved, you can always write to us at this address.
1: Oh, that's such a dick thing to say. Like, yeah, no, you're literally you shit out of luck. I am the top Dude. of the chain. <laughs> you're, much. you <laughs> want, to, you
2: want people what, to email or hand write a letter to? Oh, your we don't bank? email. We don't oh, email You expect it, them to hand write a letter? Oh, yeah, to he does. Yeah. No, he doesn't expect them to. That's <laughs> you, you why he can, says it. You can
0: it. type up like a letter and just send it on this slide. Oh,
1: I thought you were like, you can't. We literally, you have to mail it. Do you it just to us. sit around opening Oh, no, yeah, you have to mail it to us. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> terrible. Concept. You're going to get a bomb mailed to your face. <laughs> you coaster,
2: <laughs> I hope it's a P.O. box.
0: Not <laughs> oh, a, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always fun. Um, but yeah, pretty much I was on the phone for three hours with this customer. I think we went through every emotion possible.
1: Um Anger, greed, lust. I what come. did he lose?
0: <laughs> 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 so this customer pretty much for having like since He's a fraudster. That's Well, I mean we can't say that we, we we can't confirm that. So Excuse me, sir. Are you? But here's the thing. Hey, are you <laughs> committing fraud? Is is um in order to have an account we have to be able to verify your identity. Cool. Okay. We're having difficulty verifying your identity so we're going to send you an affidavit. Uh, Something saying like this is my identity, I am a real person. Send it to them. Can you spell affidavit? No. Do I always get the i and the a mixed up? So I finally get it. I, I, thought, I finally
1: for, figured it out this week. So. For the longest time I thought it was affidavit. Affidavit. Like a f f a F F I D A V I D. Yeah, like oh, oh like King David. No, like yeah, that's exactly. yeah so I was yeah. sending that out for months and no one corrected me. <laughs> it's got an F in there, dude. It's, it's all messed up. Is it? Yeah, I don't
2: spell that word anyway.
0: So pretty much um this it was like mid August that they received this thing. What and thing they knew is what thing? This at the affidavit. Oh. Okay. Did um, you mail it to them? And it's yeah, September mail. It. Of course you did. We we don't email, you know electronic communication. Oh my. <laughs> so we send it out, and they they're like, "Hey, I received this. I'm sending it back," and we apparently we don't have it on record that we received it. Um, so who knows if a if they even sent it out? B if COVID has just delayed the mail system forever?
1: Could he provide a tracking?
0: No. Why? Because Because you don't send that stuff tracking. We 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 send it, we when we send it
1: well when he sent it back to you. Well when
0: we send it, we have a return envelope on there, but the return envelope doesn't include tracking. It's just general. Like general mail.
1: Literally oh dude, that's it's in like it's (laughs) And it's gonna
2: have like people's sensitive data on it and it's not tracked.
1: It's in straight up yep. like Colombia right now. Like if Bro, it's somebody stole male. this
2: guy. Somebody stole this guy's fake identity. Yeah, out of all yeah. that,
1: you're like trying to prevent this. Like you're trying to verify this dude, and then he ends up getting his identity stolen because he's trying to verify with like his <laughs> financial company. Like we can't verify
2: your identity, but this third party hacker totally can.
1: <laughs> he's like, well, it doesn't matter. I don't have an identity anymore because it's so ended up so in Colombia.
0: It was funny because we began the conversation like. Because this person actually called in, and then I got the call. So it wasn't me placing an app on call this person. Um, and they're all like, hey, I need this resolved. Like, this has been going on for a month. I just want the situation done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't even care at this point. I will buy a plane ticket. You guys don't need to compensate to me. To go where? And I was like, where is the nearest office that I can just go in and verify this information? I was like, too bad. Well, we don't have an office you can go to. <laughs>
1: Oh, he wanted to buy a plane ticket to go to an office.
0: Yeah, he wanted to go to a physical ops- office where he and could do And blow it up. <laughs> like, there you go. At that point, probably. Yeah, he's like these idiots. Terrible customer okay. service. And, and I'm like, A, there's no offices. And uh, B, if any offices were there, like they'd be shut down due to COVID. So yeah. <laughs> uh, they'd be closed due to COVID. Uh, but... Um, Pretty much, they were just like, I need something done. You guys have been unsatisfactory with getting this resolved. And I'm like, cool.
1: Write us a letter then.
0: And it just, (laughs) oh, it was so irritating because they're one of those people that try to, like, control everything. And they want to know everything that's going on. And I just get really irritated. After about three hours, um, a little under three hours. How do you –
1: but here's my question, though, is how do you perpetuate, like, continue a conversation for three hours when you couldn't even verify that, like – you don't even know who they are, so what is the like? What are they just for three hours straight, just telling you I'm who I am, I am who I am, like over and over and over?
0: Oh yeah, that's typically how these calls go. Is they'll just repeat, repeat themselves different ways for the whole for entire three call. hours?
1: Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, My God,
0: and it was it was funny because yeah, so like a little under three hours, um, my my supervisor finally comes over. They're like, "Hey, you need to like sh- get this call over with. It's been long enough." And the funny thing is, is whenever you start getting to that point with the with the customer that you're like, we're done. That's when they start going off on a rant for like twenty minute rants. It's great, love those periods. Um, so I why I I, I so I I actually hate I hate them. Wait, you oh, are you sarcastic? Here's the funny thing. I I'm will confused. listen. I will it's listen. been a long week for our <laughs> homie here.
2: All right,
0: I I will listen for like two minutes and then okay. I'll tune out oh i see so it's spare time for you so so that that there is that fact to me i hate it but at the same time i sat there for like 18 minutes i'm like I, you've already told me this last two hours i don't need to listen at this point i'm done um but yeah it was really funny because i literally was i was like all right we have done everything we can this is what we are doing and then she would, uh, she would cut me off and continue on
2: oh dude hang up on her
0: and then I'm that's all what like, i had Dang. I'm sorry. We are unable to do anything else. We will continue researching it, but there's nothing else I can do for you on this call. And so it, it was just really funny. I, I finally was we, – we finally came to the understanding that I was not going to cooperate, and we disconnected. So, yeah. Yeah, see, I have
2: easier times on the phone, and I just call people, like not even a lot of people. More like four people a day,
0: really. See, I feel like you don't care about that identity as long as
2: they pay you. Me? No, I know who they are and it's another business. And I just call them and be like, hey, do your books match my books that I've already just reconciled for the last half hour? Yeah, they match. Okay, cool. Can you pay me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. (laughs) And then we go and it's me calling another accounting department. Basically that. And that's it. See at least your I people never hit- agree with you, or yeah. like
0: I need to find any way for you to pay me, sure. or for for your business to pay me. And I'm like, nah, that's not how this works. <laughs>
1: I mean, huh. I get that sometimes with the clients I deal with. Like, I'll get these guys that are um, working with our company, so they've got you know some some vehicles from my company they're using, and then they'll call me and they're like, I want to buy this one that I have, and I'm like, great. So I give my price, and they're usually like, either one. They go, I have to ask my wife, which means she's going to say no. Or two, yeah, I get that a lot in the (laughs) car business. Yeah. And then two, it's why is the price so expensive? That's ridiculous. I can go get the same truck or the same vehicle at a dealership for a lower price. And I'll always challenge them to go do it. And I always, always, always within like 48 to 72 hours, get a call back from them and go, so is that the best number you could do? I don't have, like, none of the dealerships can match that price. And I'm like, I know that. But what I'll get a lot of the time is I'll get guys that'll call me, and they'll be like, I want this. I'm like, it's 50 grand. And they're like, whoa, that's a lot of beans. And I'm like, I know. And they go, well, my wife's kid died recently. And we have a lot of hospital. I get this shit all the time. Yes, it's terrible. And I'm like, and, I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't even know you like that's something that you tell your friends when you're drinking around a table one night, <laughs> like the deepest, darkest secrets. Some of these guys have as to why I should make these like price cheaper. Yeah. And you're I've right. heard everything, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, I che-. the best one I got was like three months ago. And some guy was like, man, that's like a lot of money. I really need a truck because I just sold my truck and I cheated on my wife and she kicked me out of the house. And now I'm living with her sister. I'm like, okay, well, let's just back this train all the way up. I get calls like that all the time. Oh, yeah.
2: I can only imagine. Yeah. Or they try to give you other kinds of money, and you're like, no, only United have, States yeah, money. I'll have,
1: I have, like, guys that will be like, so what is that, like, 320 pesos? I'm like, dude, no. Or, <laughs> Yo, what I pay if you I was- with Crypto. I've, I've had people ask yes. us, do you guys take <laughs> cryptocurrency? And I'm like, first of all, we barely have systems that were developed in 2001. So no, we don't take cryptocurrency. Okay. Yeah. We're really old school here. Um, but I've had, I've had a number of excuses. I've had guys that like, I'll tell them. So they're, they're renting this truck or this vehicle from the company that they work for. They'll call me and I'll say, it's the price is X, Y, Z. They'll go, that's expensive. So what do they do? They just freaking take the truck and quit their job. So then I have a stolen vehicle on my hands. So it's
0: see if that happens, it's technically the employer's fault, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, but you wouldn't think that with the way they fight us. <laughs> well, he was a he was a pri- he was a private contractor. Like he didn't even he was ten ninety nine. Like that we get that all the time. Like this guy could be there for like thirty years on a pension. I'm like nah. He was 1099 like we didn't know him we don't know who he is he just like showed up one day we don't have any record on him <laughs> like, i recovered a vehicle on tuesday that was in a drive-by like just you know crazy stuff like that
2: oh yeah i remember seeing the bullet holes trucks at the auction mm-hmm. maybe not just from some flex trucks yeah well some some, some, other some guy
1: drove past uh, some guy drove past uh manheim uh, Dallas, no, Manhattan, Detroit like two years ago and just riddled off just a bunch of bullets and it caused like half a million dollars worth of damage because he shot like every car that was against the fence line by the freeway. And so, then they
2: just sold them the next day anyway.
1: Well, the auctions have a blanket policy that covers like it's bullshit. They have like a billion dollars of inventory at any one time. Yeah. Their blanket policy for like a whole company covers like 1.2 million. So that's like five vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> like it's ridiculous, dude. I, I've never understood that. I've never understood the insurance industry Oof. as a whole, though.
2: Yeah, I I work in it and I don't understand it. This this is good, but it's spicy too. What whatever, I, whatever
1: you poured me. The drink that I made you. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: thank you. I don't normally drink like this, Ryan, but well, it's not bad. Usually.
1: Well.
2: Celebrating the new house. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, what? What? Was I mean? <laughs> so. Was How doing? was
2: your week? What did you?
1: garbage dude. it's always garbage all right tell it garbage out
2: yep you are what you eat yeah, exactly Yep.
1: no i just in my industry i just deal with like if you've ever well you've been in the used car industry but like oh, yeah. when you're really in the used car industry you see how it works and the people in the industry are like awful human beings yes like, they're terrible people and i say that because my boss was telling me a story the other day um, about how he was the GM of this company back East a couple of years ago. And this woman came in and, um, you know, she was a single mom. She was in her early twenties, but she needed a new car. Cause the car she had was just a piece of shit. Like it was on its way out. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that like ethics go in. Well, I mean, I'm learning about business ethics in my degree right now, but I think nonetheless, like in a business You just have to – like if you're dealing with other people, you just have to be a decent human being. Like you don't owe it to anybody, but I think that it's kind of like just a human right to be decent to people like generally, right? Yeah. But he was telling me that the the dealership that he worked at a couple years ago, a number of years ago, like 20 years ago, he was the AGM for that dealership. And uh, a woman came in, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he got her because all the sales associates were busy. So he was like, all right, I'll help you out. Um, and they worked some numbers and did all the deals and stuff. And he was like, all right, I got you approved for no money down. Like you literally could just take the car Your payments are super cheap. Like we've got you in a good situation. You know, I'm not like, and the thing with like AGMs at that level, like general managers, assistant general managers, the higher level non sales floor associates, their are they're salary. So any car sales doesn't even really go factor into their income. It either will get dispersed through the floor associates or depending on the dealership, They might make like a, you know, a $1,500 extra on their bonus for Christmas or whatever, but they don't get commission off it. So it's purely just based off like just selling them a vehicle and then you still get paid, like no matter what. So they're, they're not incentivized to sell a car, but they're doing it because that's part of their job, you know? So anyway, he, yeah, he got her this, he got her this screaming deal and all that. And know she was happy and she went into the f and i office the the finance you know the finance office and everything it was getting all set up there and the finance the f and i guys called him and said hey um you need to get down here because this deal's unwinding like it's not going to work out so he's like okay i don't know why it wouldn't work out she's approved and all that kind of and he went down there and she was like in tears so he's like all right you guys need to get out and you talk to her and uh she was like well they approved me for no money down But they still want like a four thousand dollar deposit on this like fifteen thousand dollar car. Like and they're not letting me take the car. I can't like I can't afford it because they want me to put it on my credit card. I'm gonna max my credit card out for like a month. So he pulled the F and I guys back and he was like, This is bullshit. Like, what are you doing here? Like she's trying to get a car, and they were like, Well, the new policy we have, because he was only there for like a like three months because he was waiting for another job to open up. So it was just kind of an interim thing for him. And he, so, you know, he wasn't like invested in the policies of how the really dealership worked, but he just kind of knew the basics. And they said, well, our policy is that like, nobody can technically be approved for no money down. Like if you don't walk in here looking like you can afford it, we're not going to accept it. Like they should have said that to him. So he was like, okay, that's bullshit. Like, so he brought her out in the parking lot. He gave her the number of the general manager for a different store, like a totally different franchise, totally different store and said, he'll hook you up. He called him said here's everything we got arranged so he literally turned her away walked into his manager's office and quit so what we talked about was like the ethics of the whole thing because i I brought that round to when i was in my intro to ethics class at weber here in utah my sophomore year and at the time i didn't understand this reference but there were like 40 of us in the classroom and the teacher right before the professor started like talking some kids stood up in the back he was like so just to be clear are we talking about like general ethics or dealership ethics and i didn't understand that and then i started working with dealers and dealers have very little ethics at all for anybody they don't give a shit about you or your family or anything that you bring to the table like if you walk in as a millionaire to a dealership and you look at like a bag of shit they're gonna treat you totally different it doesn't matter your skin color or anything they will treat you like shit all the time so like when i was driving around with you when you we were younger about like the car scene and everything like yeah and then do you remember that dealership it was like i think it was tim dally down on 13th or state street where the guy like pulled out the invoice and i was like hey what is this what is that why does that need to be on here can you remove that you remember that it was it was a couple years ago i can't remember what car we were looking at it was that bmw uh, it was that three series that 328 bmw it was black with like a tan interior or whatever i can't remember what it was all i remember was we went down there and sat down with the like floor rep guy And he – because I I was – I think I was negotiating on your behalf and I was like, look, we want to be out the door with like 11 and a half grand or whatever. Like that's out the door. No exceptions. He was like, well, okay. So he goes back to his finance guy and he's in there for like an hour, comes back out. The best he could do was like fourteen five. And you look at the printout of everything. He could have deducted like four grand worth of bullshit.
0: I do remember a lot of the time that people would try to upsell everything. But stuff that was not
1: necessary. Yeah, but it gets me thinking about just, like, general ethics. Like, you'd want – like, if you buy a car from a dealer, you'd mm-hmm. probably want – the reason, like, people <laughs> stick with dealers constantly or because they trust them. So it's, like, if you can't buy – if you're, like, already iffy about buying a car, even though you bought the car through the dealer, like, if you wouldn't send your daughter or your son there, it's, they're probably not a good dealer. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people – like, you talk about things you don't learn in school, like, you know, balancing a fucking checkbook. Or buying you, a house, you know. Yeah. Or, or stuff that you like, don't need
2: to balance a checkbook anymore. But nonetheless, you do need to track and have a budget. But nonetheless,
1: yeah. like there's no, nothing like like when did you? That, like, yeah, no finance true. Classes. So, no
2: like personal finance class in no, lower I, I, education. I, I, but no. But it's the
1: same thing about like small things like buying a house or buying a car from a dealership because if you literally just saunter in there, you're like, I, I want to buy that Mazda. And they're like, great, it's fifty bajillion dollars. And you're like, that's a good deal. <laughs> like that's what they really expect out of a lot of people.
2: Yeah.
0: No
1: negotiating. So it's like when you, that's the thing is like, I don't, I'm not super versed like my boss is. He's been doing this for 40 something years. You know, I've been doing it for four and a half. But nonetheless, the people I deal with, they do it to me. They're buying vehicles from me. I am, I am the dealer, but they still treat me like I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, I can go to this guy and get the same price for four of the, like, then fucking go. Like, I'm not getting incentivized <laughs> to sell you anything. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that that's what bothers me is if they treat me like that, I can't imagine how they treat customers like
0: Well, I feel like that's just the dealer mentality if you like do stuff like that to an actual dealer Then they'll probably try and negotiate To, we, get, you, to get your business we
1: negotiate but when you have a market value for a vehicle, let's say ten thousand dollars And then you offer four thousand dollars on it and let's so market value is like baseline That is what it costs like anywhere you go That's baseline. That's what the car is valued at. 10 grand, right? So I'm trying to make a couple extra dollars. So I'm like, okay, it's $12,000. I want two grand off it. Mm -hmm. So they'll hit me back. It's one thing to hit me at market and say, look, I, I get you want some extra beans off this, but I'll give you 10. I'll give you market. They don't, these guys don't do that, especially with COVID now and the devaluation of cars. They'll be like, okay, I understand that market's 10. I understand that you want 12. I'll give you three. And then we're like, no and they're like okay 32 like come on like it's really it's it's bullshit and that's what i so you want to talk about that my week yeah that's what i deal with last week the week before and this week all the time it's like it's just how it is all the time
2: well i did that to you too i was like you were you weren't even the worst dude but i was like hey do you have trucks and you're like yeah i got i got, I got mad trucks mad stacks you. of truck i was like cool what's your cheapest one he sent it to me it was a pretty good price i have to admit but then i was like oh no no i can't sell it for that i i literally you even gotta, gave you
1: one i was like i'll consign it to you yeah like, you're like three weeks you're like i can't do this
2: yeah no i couldn't sell those kind of trucks where i was at dude like eighteen thousand dollar truck which was a cheap truck the market was like hmm, 26 on it that dirt cheap and one of yeah. the
1: ones that i gave him was oh it wasn't that one I remember that one we went recovered they got stolen we went oh, yeah today. i wasn't buying trucks i know you we weren't yeah. buying trucks but we um, oh
2: yeah tell okay so can i i want to say the story all right. all right so just you were there i think yeah you, you were yeah there. was tristan there i don't think tristan yeah was there. so you were well, like at least three of us somebody so i showed up oh yeah we were all chilling and you got the call and then we went and picked tristan up so tristan had he was dressed as Bob Ross because this was like this was during Halloween. Yeah, remember that? Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> and we so we got golf clubs and we got all in the car. Went down to find the truck.
1: Well, so okay, in so, the ghetto. So let, me, let me fill in the blanks here. So <laughs> I was I was going over to one of Sean's older houses, and I was sitting out in front. My boss at the time called me, and it was like it was probably like ten or eleven o'clock at night. Oh, it was, I was Friday. late. It was late. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I was just showing up though.
1: He called me and he goes. Got a question. And I was like, okay, it's not going to be a good question because it's 11 o'clock on a Friday. He goes, I was just looking at – because we have GPS tracking on all our vehicles. I'm sorry.
2: I'm just sipping my drink over here. Holy cow. (sighs) And
1: he was like, do you know why this vehicle is reporting in, like, West Valley? I was like, okay, first of all, I'm not at my house. Second of all, I don't memorize locations of every vehicle we have. And third, no, I don't. He goes, well – it was at the old – because we had an old satellite office, not my corporate office. Oh, and, yeah. A frontage, yeah, frontage. Yeah, a Yeah, And, and so um, it what we had at the time was we had a detailer that worked for us, and uh, people would turn in trucks to us. They were renting daily, like, you know, like U-Haul or whatever. And then the detailer would show up, and he'd pick up like four or five of the trucks because his shop was down the street, and he'd detail them, bring them back, and put the keys in the little mailbox outside. Well, the part of town – we had that office was not a good part of town.
2: That was ter- and that office is a whole different story it with was- the deported Chinese people that ran it. <laughs> when we that cleared was, it that out. was
1: like two years ago, but yeah. yeah. Um, but so we, at the time, I worked out of that office, and um, the detailer dropped one of our our trucks off, our vehicles off there, and um, our mailbox was already a giant piece of shit. And we still used it as a key drop, which I don't understand why. Because even the mail guy came in one day and was like, you need to fix this. This is, like, not safe.
2: Did somebody steal all the keys out of the –
1: So it was like – you know how you have, like, the mail slot and you have a door that you can pull open to get all the mail out? Yeah. There was a little tab on that that if you just yanked hard enough, it would just open. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of crackheads that, like, were – that second day. Second day I worked for this company, some dude walked in like nodded at me. And I thought he was like a usual. He was not usual. He went into the bathroom for like two hours and I didn't think anything of it. And then I get in there and there's a bunch of needles. Anyway, back to what I was saying before. Um, so
2: that's like the time I kicked the homeless people out of the one um, person. And I feel bad, honestly. I don't feel good about doing that. When it we all. were
1: tossing all that shit in the dumpster?
2: No, that, not that. Oh. Um, when I had that like three week job at the apartment complex and I kicked this homeless dude out from under the stairs. And I was like, yeah, this place is terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were in the same part of town that might... My-
2: oh, yeah. No, th- anyway, so they stole the truck out oh, of yeah. the... yeah, so
1: they, they yanked the box open and grabbed one of the keys to the trucks, and, and they just, like, went on a droid ride with it. For- and the thing was, it got stolen and recovered the same day. Yeah, because we crazy. went and recovered yeah. it with
2: a Bob Rock
1: <laughs> so, we, <laughs> wig yeah. so golf club. So I run in, and I'm like, yo, because I think you were already at his house. Yes. And I was like, yo, we're going to go, like, recover a truck and everyone was like, We're down and then Tristan just happened to show up at the same time, but he just got back from a Halloween party and so he was Bob he was, Ross. This yes, is yeah. Bob Ross.
2: Straight up I'm talking Afro with like the the palette for the paints, oh, yeah. paintbrush, so everything. We're driving Mustache. Down the
1: and then we're like, Oh shit, we need weapons. Like we're what, <laughs> like we're like teenagers at this point. And so we stop at another friend's house and we get some golf clubs and we pile it all into the back of James's mom's explorer. <laughs> <laughs> and we go we go down to where this truck is and this thing is fucked. I mean the radio's gone, oh, yeah. all the windows are cracked. They disabled the um, the whatever you how you can't start the truck, right? The key, ignition, ignition, something. Ignition yeah. System. Tole,
2: stole the back
1: seats, I thought. They stole the back seats. Yeah. There's some tools in there that they stole. That, I, I just they they did everything they could to that truck. So we're sitting down there, we recover it, we run over there with golf clubs like we thought we were going to beat somebody. It was just on the side of the road yeah and um, dressed
2: one dude dressed as bob
0: ross yeah bob ross was
1: there but the thing i remember the most is we were there for like three hours and every goddamn toast service in utah was like like seven to 13 hours is by the yeah. time we'll get there
2: no and also we called the police and they're like is yeah, it yeah the police there, like
1: oh man that's crazy you already got it all right have a nice night they were like
2: <laughs> yeah is it reported stolen no it was stolen and we found it and they're like okay good nice <laughs> Hang like, up. good job yeah, yeah. yeah
1: and they hung up <laughs> sounds good yeah it was that was ridiculous and like, the next morning my mom's
2: like why is there a golf why is there golf clubs and, and a wig, wig in, <laughs> a, <laughs> in the car it looked like we just got done with, like, a, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto heist or something.
1: I've got a lot of good stories from that job when I think about it. There was one where we, at the old, the old office where you worked at, Yeah. Um, the, we used to deliver vehicles straight, brand new vehicles straight to the office if they were special order trucks. Like, okay. so, they were, so they were nice, like nice LTZ vehicles or whatever it was. And uh, one day we had our chairman of the board was flying in. And we had bought him a vehicle. You know, obviously he'd pay back, but as part of it, you know, he, we bought him a truck. It was like a 130 grand truck. It was fully lifted, upfitted, everything. It was nice, real nice. But he's rich, real rich. We wanted three of them. Three, the same exact specs, same exact thing. Why? Because you rich people do things I can't understand. Why do you need three trucks though? I don't know. But so the transport truck rolls up and we're on the second floor and we're facing the street. So like all 20 of us or whoever worked there at the time piled over the windows we're like watching this because you want to see what kind of trucks we got you know like, there's they're cool because yeah to, you know
2: and they're 360 grand too it's three, yeah. yeah it's 360 yeah.
1: grand sitting on that truck so we watched the guy and he's kind of you know doing his thing he, he's you got two trucks on the bottom level the loader or the hauler and then one truck on the top and then he's got some other stuff so you know he gets the cars off and it's just three trucks okay so we're like okay nice i don't know why we're all watching at this point because we have obviously nothing to do that day so we watch him lower the tilt deck, and he gets the top one off. He gets the he lifts the tilt deck up, and he gets the second front one off. You know, so there's only one truck on the truck or on the on the hauler. And then for whatever reason, he decided that he wanted to. It, the The truck was like stuck on something. I don't know what it was. Um, the last truck that was on the hauler. So he decides, and we can watch him. Like the truck's rocking back and forth because he's trying to get this thing off. So he decides to just full send it. And he didn't move the first two trucks that were he moved off so he just backed him off the truck and just kind of rolled him down straight behind his hauler a little bit so he could get the uh, the last truck off so we're watching him and watching him watching him. he's rocking it off he gets out he's walking around looking at it gets back in he's rocking it some more and finally i just something in him must have snapped because he just sent it as hard as he could in that truck right off the hauler into the back of the into the front of one of the other trucks and it pushed itself in the last truck so in a span of like 35 seconds, he totaled three trucks because it deployed all the airbags. Because even when he rear-ended the front one with the bed, it deployed the back airbags that were in the truck at the time. Oh, wow. So then, exactly a week later, we get another special order truck delivered. Except this one is for Tony. And at the time, he was our our operations director guy. He's a real—he's a good guy. But anyway— so he gets this truck brand new. And he's like, Man, I'm gonna go wash this truck. And at the time it was a new body style twenty seventeen F two fifty. And from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen they lifted the truck like four inches. Like that's just what they did from factory. So it's a lot higher than the other F two fifties. And he didn't seem to register that. And he took it into a drive through tunnel car wash thing, ripped the whole roof off the damn thing. Nice. Or <laughs>
0: that one.
2: That's crazy. So tell us about the Chinese kids. Oh, yeah. We were cleaning out the – so uh, that yeah, same so frontage area. That same
1: frontage that we had. Um, yeah, the same – this frontage sounds like a drug operation. I don't like that.
2: It was a frontage yeah, it was, for, it, for the business. It was a – it was a location to sell trucks to the uh, you. You were trying to have a retail location, yeah. yeah. We, Is that what
1: frontage means? I don't know. A frontage to me means t- like a road next to the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I was gonna say a frontage sounds like a business that's doing like behind the scenes stuff. That's
1: what I'm. Yeah, that's
0: why I said it's a drug thing. Yeah.
2: Who knows? Maybe I that's what those that. Chinese were doing. Anyway.
1: Oh, we we yeah. so we we moved out of that building and we leased it to some. Um, I didn't I wasn't a part of it but I got made landlord because I was the manager of the old bit like the old building so I knew everything about it. So see, I, if default, anyone doesn't
0: want to do something at your job they're just like Ryan yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's very true. But anyway so yeah they gave me kind of like landlord like go collect the rent check or go see what they're doing kind of a thing. So I was like all right. <laughs> but we rented it to these uh, it was called Ucar And their whole, the 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 are they
2: closed? They're closed now. Yeah, Yeah, we cleaned them out. Quite literally, we cleaned all their crap out of that place. The
1: Business made no sense. They were out of California, but it was dude. They
2: always had like three or four impeccable cars. No, I mean
1: these were these were six figure cars. I mean Ferraris, Mercedes, Lamborghinis, like like G
2: wagons out front, like but only like three or four of them in an outdoor lot. No indoor showroom. It
1: wasn't it wasn't full. I mean they had they had a McLaren in there at one point. They had a bike yeah Um, but the thing is that baffled me the most is these kids like the the general manager was like four foot four and he was 19
2: not much taller than you actually but (laughs) i'm just kidding no but like the age of all of them was extremely young
1: the oldest one like the finance kid like the general manager's like friend the finance guy he was 22 yeah and i was like it didn't make sense to me. already. I don't know
2: how they showed up and started buying these expensive cars because even at auction, each one of these cars are like sixty, seventy k. I mean, they, like well, I mean, minimum.
1: Like, a lot of the time, they were like brand new. Like they had brand new McLarens, brand new Ferraris. Right. Like they were these were brand new cars, and these kids were no older than I was at the time. And I was like, okay, obviously you made some good life decisions. But then after I really started doing some research, the general manager, quote unquote, <laughs> one time I was sitting there because he was writing a check out to me. And I asked him. I was like, "So, you know, what's your background?" And he he said, "My parents were at import and exports." I was like, okay. do, Doing what? And he was like, "They're just import export." I'm like, "Okay, so your parents are drug dealers." <laughs> no, <laughs> Obviously, maybe, like, maybe. that's yeah. And, and so
2: they didn't. They weren't very.
1: They weren't. They were never on time with their rent. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I'll take fault for that. Like, I'd never go at the first of the month. It was like the fifth when I'd get down there. Yeah. And they would never. They still wouldn't have a rent check. Like, they'd have no way to sign a rent check. So then I'd sit there and wait for someone to come down. because like, I'm not leaving without a rent check. And eventually they just gave up paying rent. One day I go down there, everything's cleared out. Like all the cars were gone and everything. Yeah. And I had keys to the building. So I, you know, g- talked to my my president of the company about this. And, and he finally just said, just go down there and clean everything out. So I call up all my boys. And I'm like, you guys got to see the stuff they were <laughs>
2: We came in there. so
1: The computer we're podcasting off right <laughs> yeah. now it came from that office. So it looked like... <laughs>
2: The only reason why I said earlier they like we thought at least I thought they were deported is that we found like because they left everything like they left three hundred dollars in cash. Oh yeah, there was there was
1: like yeah three or four hundred bucks in cash plus another
2: like two thousand in fake money, Mm -hmm. and um, but we found that lawyer paperwork and it was like all like immigration and legal like slightly like and it was both in Mandarin and in English. Yeah. And like, it wasn't just the articles of like organization and stuff. It was like personal items. Like, some of it we couldn't translate. But also, yeah, the $300 in cash, Um, the stinking podcast table or podcast computer, that's that Razer one that you have, right, Sean? Right. Yeah. With the Razer keyboard and stuff, which. I got, which yeah, was you nice. Got that. Thank you. you. Got a
1: brand new HP desktop out of that.
2: Yeah, so like two computers, high end computers, lots like
1: of detailed stuff.
2: Less than a year old computers, two, one brand new and one just opened out of the box. Pressure washers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they were doing like whole wrap kits. They had the whole wrap kits. Well, they there. had
1: the they had the body kit of that. Uh, it was a, what was it an AMG Mercedes just yeah. hanging out in the garage that they had yeah. the back.
2: And then. Um, Yeah, I still have that Audi R8 exhaust I'm going to put on the CRX from that place. Anyway, what we're saying is, like, yeah, these people just upped and left. Like, you don't – if a business closes and it's like that, like, if it just goes out of business, you, like, wouldn't have any of those things laying around, I would presume. No. And if you were running, like, a hand-to-mouth business, like a normal one that you started, and not just with, like, maybe family members' money. Like, if you started one with your own money, it wouldn't go – just overnight like that and you leave all the junk like that you know well, that was was so, always
1: weird to me it was it was already kind of a weird situation they had but they never were able to tell me like i would just ask it in conversation they were never able to tell me how many cars they sold or like where they were getting the cars from yeah
2: and you only need to sell like four like two cars a month there yeah, like I mean rent, each one of their cars were making like 20k if they sold them.
1: Yeah, it was just so weird and they had like all these it was it was just weird. It's everything about that situation.
2: Never had a listing on KSL like I look like when I I drove past the place and I was like, dude, that's cuz I was starting my dealership, I almost wanted to start in that location too. But yeah, no, like they would not put any of their cars on the internet anywhere, like any of the normal places they, you can find it.
1: What the finance kid told me was that they were marketing to international students only
2: yeah but it's not like i guess like you you lived in california and maybe our listeners in california may know but like i see on the news like these chinese rich kids come over
1: the, the and kids, they
2: get like ferraris and like i see on the news like they drove that uh mclaren like on the highway and they're a, always like political there is a
1: the kid that lived below me in the, uh, the house i lived in, in california every yeah. I, I can't. I think it was every nine months or every six months, but he'd always have a new Mercedes. It was always different. Yeah. And it was always he had the dealer plates on it, and then he'd constantly trade him in, like all the time. And um, it, that's and I talked to the landlord lady that owned the house, and she was like, "That just that's that's what they do. They just come over here, and their parents pay for school, and they get really nice stuff, and that's just how it is." And because huh. they're always wearing designer clothes. Like they were yeah. Designer well, that's cars. the thing
2: with my exchange students too. Is like they come over. And, like, they want to just – they only wear – and my exchange students are from Japan, but they only wear name brand, nice, clean, yeah. new name brand stuff. Yeah, and, like, nothing well,
1: That's the thing is a else. lot of the kids' families that send them over here are not – they're not, like, poor by any means. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, a lot of them yeah. are pretty well-off. and it I was doing a little bit of research on it a while ago, but there are a lot of, like, well-off, like, a lot of well-off families in, like, Asia. As oh, yeah,
2: no, yeah. Highly industrialized city. Oh, yeah. But I just mean – those the kids running this business if the legal paperwork was any indication it was something weird and i'm not saying like illegal but i'm just saying like maybe one of those kids that wanted to extend their stay like because he did say he was from california he could easily grabbed a degree and then wanted to start a business which i commend but also like you could tell like the way they only had nice but not even nice cars that like when I sold cars, I'd get cars that I didn't like personally but I knew would sell. That wasn't the case with them. Well, oh. the
1: thing that, that did strike me as weird was when you file for articles of incorporation with Salt Lake City um, and the Better Business Bureau, you've got to provide a living address. And there were two – Oh, yeah. There were there were two um, – It doesn't
2: – it just has to be an address they can mail stuff to. It doesn't have to be in Utah.
1: No, like, but, but they. Yeah. I found both addresses for the finance kid and the general manager. Yeah. The, the general manager kid lived up the road in a gated community. So was, Were you
2: trying to still collect rent from them? Yeah. Like last I was month? dead set oh, on oh, okay. yeah. So you found them? Okay. So
1: I found the general manager kid's house and I'm sitting out there because it was gated and I waited for someone. So then I went in there and I'm knocking on the door. Finally, the neighbor comes out and he's like, that kid moved out like six months ago.
2: Like nobody's there. The yeah. house is so empty. So then I was
1: like, okay. So then I went to the finance kid's house that was like 25 minutes south downtown. Okay. Nice, nice apartment complex. Same thing. And at the time, no, I didn't. So I I feel guilty about doing this and I'm probably going to accruing it myself. No, probably not. But I went into the, it was a, it was like one of those like security doors to where they won't let you in unless you're like a resident. So I walk in and I just put my bail enforcement, like ID right against the window. (laughs) So they let me in and I went all the way up to the like fifth floor where this kid lived. I'm banging on the door, banging on the door. Finally, another neighbor comes out, same type of situation. Oh, that kid moved out like six, eight months ago.
2: Were they that far behind rent? Yeah. Yeah. So hmm.
1: what we what they negotiated with the president of my company was look, we're going to cover all of it up to now, just come down and get it. Same day they said that I went down there and that's when I found the business was just totally deserted and all their addresses were empty. Yeah. It was just a well, They weird... could have
2: given you $300, but instead they left that in a... Yeah, and also from like an accounting standpoint, they had no books Mm-mm. like it and not all... not on the computers they left either.
1: No, it was all literally like I come down there, I'm like, I need fifteen hundred bucks and they're like, Okay, and they write it on the check and give it to me and then they just went on about their business. And but would like, they
2: cash would the check cash?
1: They cashed, but toward the end of it, my clear. controller started getting real like iffy about it. So I would they would write it and I'd straight up go cash it at our company's bank like that same time. Yeah. And if it didn't clear, I'd go straight. It didn't never it never not cleared, but he was like, Just go straight to the bank when you get it.
2: Yeah, he he probably knew what was up. They probably bounced one or two.
1: Yeah, but a check can still bounce like up to ninety days.
2: Yeah, yeah. It Just takes can... a lot of
1: coercing from the bank.
2: Bouncing is like not having enough money in there. They can also just
1: or, or cancel check disputes. Yeah, yeah, they can just yeah. dispute it. Uh, as yeah, it's a whole different too. thing. Yeah. So that's what we were kind of afraid of is that they really ran out of money to the point where they're gonna give us like a fake rent check and write fifteen hundred in a memo line or the whatever line, and then they just go dispute it like the same time. Yeah. So that's what we were afraid of, but they just, they left, I mean, they left us probably like the same amount of money worth of stuff in the building.
2: Probably, but your company was not interested in paying anybody to clean it out and no. they were like, have fun. Up,
1: yeah, I straight up took a weekend. I was like, this is great for me. I don't care.
2: Yeah, dude, we, I got tools that I still use for you that You got too. a bunch of stuff
1: for your, uh, like charity drive for the church.
2: Oh Yeah no and i was told that stuff made like 500 dollars at yeah, the garage works, sale yeah. yeah donated a whole bunch of stuff shout out to your company
1: hit forward bro
2: shout out to the deported or presumably <laughs> presumably well we won't say deported they might just have been presumably um I, there's pushed part, part
1: of me feels like that they just have so much money that they're like oh the they, business failed let's just dip yeah like you know yeah like, and then possible. they have like no
2: concern because the whole only thing is like they weren't obviously a hundred percent like worried about the ramifications within the United States, like no, and like, like it wasn't an
1: operating storefront. Like you could go no. there any day, like any time during the day of a week, and no one would be there. Right. I had to call them to have them come down because no one was ever there.
2: And they weren't worried about bad credit or bouncing checks no. or multiple bank account type deals. They and for the amount of shit concerned. they left,
1: like it's either yeah, either somehow they got deported and ICE got them, or. They literally just have so much money. They're like, oh, this business yeah. failed. Let's just leave.
2: And it wasn't like, it wasn't presumably personal money. Because when I started a business, like, it, none of it, I know Like, for you, fact. you are so tight. Like, even if you save up a whole bunch and want to start something, like, you might have money in the bank, but every dollar you spend, you're so tight with that you don't leave like assets laying around. It's either an object that's used by the business or it's sold like done yeah they, they had and they didn't all the time yeah they and, didn't do anything well all with the checks all,
1: all the checks for their bank were out of montreal
2: and were they like multiple banks like you would do that or three? that was
1: the thing that scared my controller the first two times is every check they gave me was different it was from a different yeah
2: bank. you can't you can't the irs doesn't allow that with businesses anymore you can have multiple bank accounts within the same bank but you choose a bank to bank with business wise and that's your bank
1: yeah that's so, that's why we figured it was personal money yeah. From like a checking account or something. Or they probably
2: just didn't have a business account. That too. Yeah. But
1: yeah, they, I mean, all their business licenses were legit. They just gave us checks from different banks all the time, which is weird. Yeah. They all it's, cleared up to It's really,
2: cost. really easy to get licensed to operate a business, especially one oh, that's more retail oriented. That's not like a specialty. Um, but yeah, like... Further down the road is when if you set up your business wrong you'll still operate for a period of time and then it'll run it'll catch up to you like you'll either have to go back and fix whatever paperwork like if you didn't organize correctly yeah. or well, on the bookkeeping irs side you're just gonna get your what, cheeks clapped what
1: what kind of business would you run if you like had all of your finances in order that's been my thing is like i i obviously you know this what we're doing now we can you know into a business, which is what we're gonna do and what we're hoping to do. But aside from that, like if you could run, like if you could start your business, like what would that business be?
0: See, I've always wondered that I've never had a solid idea of what I want to do. Because
1: I've always been like find the I, niche and the thing that people need, but it's like
0: here here's the thing. Here's quickly here's the thing I've learned is is you can do like niche market stuff. But the problem is you you have to always be looking for a new niche. See so it's never it's nev- yeah. this never ending process of of research and develop. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I did want to go into the automotive field for a while. If I just had, could start a business, it's but not, I realized, dude, don't yeah, do it. I literally between like, your experiences and James's, it's not, I'm like, no, hey. it's, it's it's terrible. Yeah, the automotive it industry me a lot, is though.
1: terrible. Like you can you you oh you can absolutely make a ton of goddamn money doing it,
2: or you can lose a lot.
1: Or you can lose a lot, but at the same time, you have to be a specific type of person, which is someone that has a big ass ego and that doesn't really care about other people very much. Especially like not to your standpoint, like what you were doing with your business, but like a big used car dealership. A lot of these guys don't give a shit. They're you're a dollar sign to them, and they're gonna make as much money as they can off you. Yeah,
2: it's not very personal business. So, I mean, and I don't know if your listeners are aware. So, what do you do, like? you are you remarket is that what it's called yeah, yeah so whole, you whole you wholesale
0: episodes true he's like he, he says what he is so. So a
2: wholesaler and i used <laughs> to own i
0: uh
2: started selling cars on this side of the road and moved up to having a dealership for like nine months with like a whole retail location and all that and then partially gated retail location it was some sort of weird stupid place but you couldn't
0: get into it unless james was with you
2: or I, or I press a button and the gate open, I'm telling you my insurance was cheap as heck though because of it. But no, and yeah, then hey, I'm like trying
1: to buy a car, can you send me the gate code so I can look at your cars? Pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, exclusivity right there. Apparently, yeah. Like yeah. you got
1: to be really in the know.
2: In the know. There. But speaking of like ethics and stuff, um, for me, like I wanted to like simplify it. If I listed a car on the internet. That's all you needed to show up for. So, like, if that car was 3500 and I, I said this in the ad, it's it listed for 3500 it includes everything. Yeah, like see, that's – Out I mean, the door, like, if you don't want it, don't show up with 3500 Yeah, and
1: yeah. see, it, like, people confuse ethics with being polite. There's a very, yeah. there's, a, there's a difference. Being ethical is being that I'm not going to screw you on the back end. This is what it is from the beginning. Yeah. And being polite is totally different. Like, well, this is what it is. Like, if you don't want it, not, it's like – it's 3500 if you don't have 3500 you don't get to buy this car. Yeah. My ad would say <laughs> that, too. Don't show
2: up without 3500 yeah, if you want to buy this car.
1: That's perfectly yeah. ethical, so that's fine.
2: But, yeah, no, like, by February, when it was, like, that teetering point of view, they were, like, going, taking off or, like, not taking off with the business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then COVID hit, and that was that. You got
1: out right in time, too. Oh, yeah. I
2: was like – because, I yeah, there was other things. I kind of just read the writing on the wall. Well, I did my books, actually. That's what happened is I did my books for – and I did not only that month's books, but then I went back and did a three-month audit, and I was like, oh, this, this – Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is not good. And I was keeping track of everything, <laughs> but you have to have like um, – at least – and three months isn't a lot. But you have to have some sort of depth of data there yeah, to show yeah, like a period of yeah. time. And I was like, Oh, this is actually not increasing at the rate it needs to. Right. Like at all. For what I projected. Yeah, yeah, it was increasing, but yeah, no. So then I was like, peace out, COVID, they closed the ski resort. I was like, Oh shoot, this is actually gonna be a problem and the society picked up like an accounting job right after and was like, I'm out and yeah. yeah. I would never yeah.
1: I, this will be my first and only automotive job. I'm not – I'll never go back into this field. That's, yeah. It's not a good – like I said, you can make a ton of money off of it, but there are certain things you have to be to make certain – like a ton of money off of it.
2: Yeah, it's not true. ideal. I just don't want to be the middleman. Like if I started – I have like 100 different business ideas. I'm just, I have like 100. That's true. But – that like i've already narrowed them down like because you always come up 250? with an idea. no you come up with an idea and then you like hash it out in your head and like then you you kind of come back to it every once in a while yeah. but what's like watered down is like seven good ones that and they're all different stages of like when i want to implement them right so but
0: yeah see i i will say this the one thing i really want to do get into is like real estate so not I do not want to flip. That sounds like a lot of effort and a lot of money. I don't want to put up. He wants to house
2: hack, and I'm down with that. What
0: house hack? Did you, what did you just say? House hacking. Have you heard
2: of that? No. House hacking. I would have asked you if I didn't know. House hacking is when you get a house, um, or a property to. Sustain yourself, but you either like portion it out room by room, or like let's say you buy a house that has some sort of utility manufacturing or whatever it has on it. Like, or if you're operating a business and you get a storefront with a house above it, you find some other way to house hack to get your house for free, basically making other people pay for it or tying it in. Like, either you have a storefront that's making you money. Below where you live, and that
1: then just sounds like supplemental yeah. income. Like, See,
0: I, yeah. I'm just gonna say this I just want to buy houses, not live in them, just rent them out. Oh, he, yeah, that's what like that state, called, li- James? live in like <laughs> an apartment or something that's just cheap. So,
2: residual income that's, design, yeah, and then in- that's like the second stage of house hacking is like you get somebody to pay off your first location, then you move and do it again house and keep the first one
1: see
0: here, here's what i'm gonna say
1: you like you're stealing cable from your do you <laughs> do you, do you remember
0: that thing i was telling you about that's going around that yeah, like I, so i saw what guy, i saw a
1: guy on tv what? i saw a guy on tv it oh. was a commercial and he was like my name is jed whatever the hell and let me buy your house oh yeah and yeah he's yeah like, oh. he's like this dude or you'll have like my name is jed whatever and i'm gonna help you sell your house and it's literally this dude it's like in a suit and this girl's talking to him and she's like, so, like, how can you, like, help these people sell their house? And he was like, well, I'm not a real estate agent, so I don't take any off the top. I'm just going to try to help you sell your house for as fast and as much money as possible. And I'm like, that doesn't sound legal at all. My dad's like, yeah, no. it's perfectly legal, but it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had. so
2: those kind of companies are the same. Like, okay, CarMax, like, they have a frontage. CarMax makes a whole crap ton of money by so, having so people bring really, their car like, there.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify one thing apparently what this model is is people go they because i was like, right that's sub investors so, so so no it's not really investors so they go and they say hey you're trying to sell your house yeah let's start the paperwork and say i'm gonna buy your house in the meantime i'm gonna find a buyer yeah and before oh, we close on the right. house yeah, i'm I've gonna sign this. over the that's, closure to that's, this a, that's a
1: better way of explaining it that's but that's what those guys do is they're like they'll, they'll straight up come to your house and, and so like, th- i saw a for sale sign Let me help you find a buyer like today.
0: Yeah. So it's not a company. It's just this person that's like basically signing paperwork and then signs over the paperwork to somebody else. How do they make the money? So pretty much. That's where they
1: bend you over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so from my understanding is it's like kind of a a agreed upon amount. So it's like, I want to sell my house for this much. Well, whatever more I can sell it for, that's my portion.
1: It's basically, you're acting straight up like that's the definition of a middleman and most of these guys aren't licensed real estate agents, but as long as they get the paperwork to flow in the right at like right environments, they don't need to be licensed because it's basically like selling a car. You don't need a car dealership to come and sell your car for you. Same thing hmm. as a house. Yeah. So Sean came over and he was like, "Hey, I, this gay guy came to my house and he's like telling me you're selling this house. I want to buy your house." I'm like, "Great, we agree and we sign the paperwork and the dude gets you know ten grand or whatever the hell."
2: Huh? Yeah, because I've seen the like investment firms who just want to buy like a lot of houses that's what my dad that's what my dad does but that's different than totally i haven't seen those commercials but i don't watch tv that's the
1: thing is i've only seen it because my mom watches the news occasionally yeah i don't have cable commercials locally it's all these local dipshits in suits they're talking to this imaginary or this girl and they're in this imaginary background of salt it's bullshit all the commercials are the same thing they all (laughs) preach the same type of business huh
2: yeah, no. I'm just going to have exchange students pimp out my house, basically. Gonna he was going to house- say running amok. I yeah. heard it I heard <laughs> yeah. he his voice. Running amok, yes. No, they're they're really nice, actually. And yeah, no, I'm just – that's what I'm in the market now. Like I said, I got a job in February. Now I'm looking for a house because the one nice thing about not running your business is your bank trusts that your <laughs> checks are going to clear. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you have a, you actually have a paycheck instead of just you random. Equity. Yeah, instead of random money that, coming you, in. You,
1: you know, you probably know this. What? is it true that a mortgage is the same amount? Like, you know how no. you take a loan out. And okay, you're like, for it's like a forty grand car, or, and then you take a loan out for forty grand. Yeah, and you pay it off, and the car is now fifty grand because of interest. Yes, it does. Doesn't a mortgage stay the same? Or does doesn't it a
2: mortgage have interest?
0: Is that what you're asking?
2: So, but so do you here, pay here's more money? Yes. Here,
1: here's the thing, is you do
0: have interest that goes into mortgages. It's like three percent or whatever. I mean very point. But instead the different the main difference between a car and a house is the car depreciates, the house appreciates. Yeah, and generally faster
2: than the interest generally.
1: Yeah, so what I'm saying is like you'll owe more at the end, but it's not gonna be like a ridiculous amount as opposed to a car. Where you bought it, it's, you literally totaled your car in the time that you're paying for it. I mean, yeah.
2: it's all about I mean, the like appreciation so. of the asset. Like, right. one's an asset or one's not. That's why, I like, when it's like compared to rent, when you're just throwing away money and is paying it, off uh, somebody else's property, or if you're paying off your own listen, for the same. I think
1: renting is a great idea.
2: Well, I can tell you that the house that I'm going to buy, the houses I've been looking at, their rent is more than my mortgage will be on it.
0: But See, you that's don't what have
1: I'm to saying. fix anything. How the hell does yeah. that make any sense? But
2: I get the appreciation of the house too as I fix the things. And that then break. you're
1: stuck there for thirty years.
2: No, you sell a house. You don't have to it's all again like a car where it you don't
1: appreciate have, that fast.
2: Five years or so it appreciates, house, especially yeah. here in Salt Lake.
1: I the thing is, I don't want to go through any of that heartache. I don't want the headache. I yeah, then wanna,
2: you just keep it.
1: I don't want to keep a I don't want to be anywhere for more than five years. So
0: you move out, rent it out.
2: Keep there you paying. Go. That's my thing. I'm gonna have. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm have paying, a house. So then I'm
1: paying a mortgage. Yes. On top of a mortgage, assuming no. these idiots that I'm renting to pay my goddamn rent.
2: <laughs> or no. So like, here's my plan. So I'm looking at houses that have a separate entrance to the basement. I'm going to put like a kitchen down there. Rent out the basement. Live in the top. Build a school bus RV. Okay. And school bus RV tiny home. Live in that the RV. Terrible. Drive the RV around the country and rent out both the top and bottom this of my is the house. Same dude that was like, I'm and work
1: find a house with a shed and then turn that into a house. How much to live in the shed in the backyard? Oh so- yeah, <laughs> no, I would, <laughs> dude.
2: I found and it, it somebody else bought it. Well, I mean, like I don't blame them, but dude, it had a, it, what Ryan's talking about. It had a shed in the back that was like pretty large, actually. It was like decently large, six hundred square foot or something. And, yeah, I was going to turn it into a little tiny home, live in the back, and then rent out the main house.
0: It was literally going to be, like, a tiny house after you put insulation in and everything. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: It going to be t- bigger than a school bus, though.
0: I mean, hey.
1: T- this have this you is- seen
2: tiny houses, I've dude? I've seen it. I'm just They're saying, so if cool. If you're
1: fine with no. that, that's great. Yeah. but I need a garage. You,
2: no, yeah. I would still have a garage at that place. How
1: the <laughs> fuck do you have a—what you, about your school bus idea? What are you doing then?
2: Then that's fine. A trailer around no, then my car would trailer? just stay in the garage. You what? rent out the main house with the detached garage still Wait, being locked for you. So you're gonna
1: have you. a house. You're gonna rent out the basement. Yes, and, and you're the top have a floor. You bus. You're gonna rent out as well. no, the Where school, bus, the school I'm bus. I'm gonna
2: live in, in. and i gonna be driven. And I'm gonna work from home from the school bus, and I'm gonna drive around, work from home, and then. Once I'm done working for the day, go ski at whatever ski resort I'm at in the school bus. And then back here in Utah, I'll have a top and a bottom of a house rented out to two different people.
0: Gotta do what you gotta do. And I'll be
2: working (laughs) with residual income coming in like that. I
1: don't even know
2: what to say. And I'll be able to ski whenever I want. And, yeah. And then hopefully, Mm -hmm. if if there's a hippie granola girl wife out there that wants to be my wife. (laughs) Dude. And then we can travel around in our little school bus RV James around the country. I already don't do that. You know oh how I was. God. How was I in ski season? Not
1: good. A little spicy. Oh, that's how you were in ski season is not good. <laughs> you get him
0: and Josh in one room and you're like oh. It smelled like a dumpster.
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, you got to get with the the outdoorsy
1: I don't wanna like, I don't wanna smell like a dumpster.
0: You
2: smell manly. After a day of skiing, you smell manly. That's what you're smelling. You tip uh, the
1: point of that. There's like man, like you're sweating and you're really working it up. And then there's just dumpster fire. If you <laughs> were dumpster fire. You would yeah. surpass the manly Oh days. no,
2: I have to tell you though, my my ski boots would get oof. Like dude, his like, And I'd dude, leave him in his my long car johns,
1: he had to peel those. Long no johns straight off. up. And <laughs> it, all your parts are sticking everywhere. <laughs> no. Like
2: dude, dude, you peel it off and it like you hear the shh like that like coming <laughs> they're just like sticky like that it's like somebody ironed them onto your skin
0: like especially when you have see i i, I was stuck on the fact that you guys t- were talking about manly sense and all i could think about was dr squatch or whatever that thing
1: hey i want to try that i've seen <laughs> yeah. that and i want to try it because there's a lot of women that apparently like it i know right
2: <laughs> yeah i i mm apparently yeah. james doesn't james want like, try i love
1: it. a pine cone on myself that's dr squatch <laughs> no i
2: so i don't like being smelly okay like smelling bad but i also don't like being smelly like over perfuming you like being neutral yeah and that's really frustrating to find male scents that will keep me neutral Like there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of the uh what's that sports spray it's like for whatever reason i want to say text, but that's a women's brand whoa the, <laughs> and uh, i think that that's a different kind of like doesn't brand. it start with like a d i think it's uh i think i know what you're talking about there's a about. sports spray and they it's make like it active yeah it's like it's uh yeah you're, you're on the right track yeah. I'm just, they make it for women but it's non-scented it's just like it just helps you from like Smelling like a yeah, Dude, And I don't dove. mind going
0: to the office. Like I wear Dove is the perfect uh solution. I think they make
1: they make Dove products for men. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Dove for men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, they do. But I think there's a lot of unscented Dove products though.
2: Okay, I'll look into it. But yeah, I don't mind when I go into the office. I like just, putting on cologne. They just and, like, make you not smell nice like suit. a dumpster fire. Yeah, and I don't smell like that on a general basis. But like not. like <laughs> if I'm going if it's a Saturday and I know I'm going hiking, I'm not putting anything on. And if I'm going skiing. No, I
1: agree. Like
0: Why? today when I was helping Sean move, I'll at least put on antiperspirant. No, dude. On.
2: It's so bad for you. Dude, what the fuck? It's what? so the, – the, the, all that stuff, it clogs your pores. It can give you cancer. What? Like, Oh, my God. You can absorb stuff through your skin. I'm serious. Like you shouldn't wear what over – Where did cancer come from? <laughs> You put stuff under your armpits that's, like, super unnatural and full of, like, hard metals. It's going to give you cancer. What like Perspirant? are you using? Your lymph nodes it's are right there. It's got steel in it, whatever it is. <laughs> no, it's got, like, <laughs> the metal aluminum. Steel iron. <laughs> oh, it's got the aluminum in it. Have you ever, like, put on something and then, like, it's made you red there? Uh, that means that you're
1: allergic to it. That doesn't mean that it's bad for you. It means you're yeah, allergic all, to it. No, the all
2: deodorant you, I've tried does that. I do you, hate it. Are you
1: one of those weirdo kids that sprayed Axe? Right there? Because that shit irritated me super bad.
2: No, I didn't do that at all. You have to... Do that just burns.
1: How did... How I've seen... I've seen over you my you got to wash
2: your armpits with lemon juice. So... If you want to feel the burn, it'll clear pores out. A I don't... If, you if not I want to feel the
1: burn, I'll spray my armpits with Axe Body Spray. <laughs> That's how you're going to go somewhere else <laughs> with, with <ass> something <laughs> else. Axe Body Spray? Yeah.
2: I don't know. No, but seriously, like...
1: There's no... I've never heard... There's I've no never neutral heard cancers, smelling. Yeah, there is.
2: And I like wearing cologne – so I like putting – I should say this. I don't like putting smelly stuff on my body, but when I'm already in clothes, like I will garlic,
1: put – garlic, meat, different types of veal. What are you talking dead about? Dead animals. Smelly. No, like, like stuff that like overly cologne?
2: smells too much. But I'll put cologne on my clothes for sure, like on my button-ups, button and like I'll I smell yeah, good no, all I've day. I've
1: never sprayed anything on my skin. I just right. – I'll put a shirt on. Yes. I'll spray myself with body spray, and then I go wherever <laughs> I'm going. I don't like spray yeah. it on me because. But if I, I if spray, I can
2: if I'm sitting at my desk and I can smell my own cologne, I know that it's too strong.
1: I, I work with well.
2: That's that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't like. But maybe
2: with, uh, I, I, have I've, I been smelly lately? Is the thing.
0: We haven't seen you. Yeah.
2: True. <laughs> but no, like, like at work, I definitely put on deodorant because you have to. Like, you can't go to office without. But see, that's just deodorant. a
1: ritual for me. I take a shower. I got a shower deodorant.
2: What I'm saying is not comfortable. And what not it, healthy. What I what don't it believe t- it's healthy. It's definitely not comfortable. You can get all
1: natural deodorant. I get like it all spiky, like,
2: like, and when you move your arm up and down like this, like you have spikes. It's just not. I don't. You and need, it, you, you need, need like better need, deodorant. <laughs> yeah, I have like, Old Spice though. Like I have Sandalwood old, old Spice is what I wear, and it makes me itchy and you're allergic to spiky. It.
1: That means you're allergic to it. If it's itchy, Dude, you're you gotta try to Dove. Like, okay. Okay, yeah, like okay. it's for sensitive skin, and obviously, if it makes you itchy, you're allergic to it yeah any type of deodorant that makes but it all
2: like all kinds i've tried so far have been like that just try and it. other products too like yeah, i to be a careful lot
1: of what people are allergic to is the scent that's in it yeah is makes people like they're allergic to the scent or whatever that's why it. and yeah, i'm it.
2: saying like this feels too strong it are like i can smell it and i'm like oh this Please is too give strong you a
1: solution to your problem
2: okay i'll try boom do they have unscented dove yeah. i don't even care if it's for women at this point nobody's gonna know
1: they, but I don't give a shit if it is. They have unscented. I've seen it.
2: Unscented Dove for sensitive skin. I guess. Yeah, it, well, Dove yeah. all Dove products are for sensitive. See skin. next time, See,
0: listeners. I, I have no, one more option. This is
1: sponsored by Dove, by the way. We just, no. this is what we've, I've learned. What's your
0: option? I I, I want to bring up one more option. You get some Doctor Squatch have, you tried, no, have you tried it no have you tried it
1: apparently it's all natural like okay everything's natural.
0: i ha- I have been wanting to try it i just have not gotten i haven't tried it. it and i do sound like
2: a good candidate You're, apparently. and
1: you like tried stupid shit why don't you try it let me know yeah. what you feel like and then no uh, you just
2: order one bar and cut so, it in half
1: <laughs> i've never used that's the thing that's weird like, a, i've never I used I use a, a soap I bar. use a, yeah i use yeah. a body wash yes like same. a like a, the oh yeah like an Old Spice body. I've never used it. Well, I've used Barso, but not. Dude, like have you guys
0: have you guys gotten like the charcoal thing? Yes,
1: I've actually heard. I wanted the, to the, that. dude, that's black. black. Really? Yeah, I use
0: Old Spice charcoal for like body wash. Really? It is phenomenal. Is
1: it like exfoliating?
0: Yeah, I,
2: I feel yeah, like it, it is, makes or? you like smooth. It also yeah. cuts out like if you're a little dirty, it's kind of gritty. Like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah like if you're trying to scrub like oil off.
0: Yeah, I got mine from I believe Walmart. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll have
1: to try that. Smith doesn't have
2: very much. I didn't know grocery know. They shop they now. Do. Yeah,
0: but they don't. I didn't, I didn't know they only charcoal
1: stuff. I thought yeah. it was like oh, okay, all right. I'll I think you know.
0: they have a actually. I don't know about the the body wash, I'll have to but try yeah, it. that's
1: pretty cool.
2: Listeners, if you have a smelly friend, and I guess I'm the smelly friend in this group, <laughs> it may not be because that said girl or boy wants to be smelly. It just means that they're more uncomfortable being smell free.
1: So try Dove unscented,
2: or something, or just try to help a homie out. Or well, just let him know. Don't hang out with that person. Anymore.
1: Yeah, if, <laughs>
2: but also ski season, everything's out the door, you know.
0: See, we're just gonna start keeping like a, a can of like was that odor free? Yeah, he should I mean, have. But half the time problem James walks in. You just spray him.
2: The ski. Oh yeah, no, you guys know. Like, I disappear through Monday through Thursday during ski season, and then your
1: car reeks for months, and then my car (laughs) just stinks like a ski boot.
2: Yep. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I'll show up for about four hours on Friday afternoon, sleep long enough to go back skiing on Saturday, and then gone.
1: But yeah, can you tell I'm excited for ski season? Yeah. Yeah. One month, guys. Yeah. But on that note, Sean.
0: I will say it's time for a refill with these cups. It
2: is. Yeah, y'all are empty, already. Right? This is a spicy drink, Thank and you. I hope all our listeners out there also are sipping on a spicy yes, drink.
1: I, I, it's real, real glad to be back. Your mm-hmm. normal scheduled programming will be here every Friday at some point in time that Friday because we don't really... We're not very good with time management. so (laughs) Rigorous scheduled programming is back. We'll have more guests. James will definitely be back. Tristan, Janessa, Mm -hmm. and the whole crew. I don't really like Janessa. She's all right, though. Oh, my God. Here we go.
2: Oh, goodness. She's mediumly. I'm warming up to her, but I got to meet her a few more times. Anyway, well,
0: this was a very okay interesting side topic, yeah, <laughs> uh, everyone, make sure to keep listening in uh tuning in to here when we come out with our website where we will likely, or where we will be putting up merchandise actually I think
1: we should start doing some polls and figuring out what people wanna see I mean do, I would love to see we could that. Do that oh I we'll, think you we'll
0: uh, yeah, yeah, we'll put that up on Facebook
1: some apparel some clothes, yeah, that'd be cool, <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs>
0: Let let us know what you'd like to see on the website. So I want to see a Sean plushie, dude. Ooh, a I Shawn would make Funko it. Doll? Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. I
1: would buy one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's see, got a little Jaeger bottle. Oh yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah, sick. yeah.
0: For some reason, I felt like it would be like a little Woody thing where it's like a Funko doll where you can make, like put like recordings in it. It's
1: like that you press a what? button that would be terrifying. You would pull not. the thing and, and just shine voice. Like,
0: What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if someone knocks
1: it over and it falls and breaks? What's up, guys? What's up, guys?
0: (laughs) Could you imagine? You're like the middle of the night and like your cat knocks it off and what's (laughs) up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dude, when I passed out at your house the other
2: day, your cat was not down when I woke up in the morning. She was like, "Who are you? What's going on here?" I was like, "Calm down." (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: that was a wild night.
2: Oh,
0: man. But that will be a story from a different episode.
2: I'm telling you, if I see that guy, I'm fighting him.
1: Okay. (laughs) Again, with a different story for a different episode.
2: So,
0: uh, thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time. Let us know. If you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch you all next Friday, and remember... Please listen responsibly. Bye. See ya.